Want to advertise your business in a cost-effective way? It's time to give podcast advertising a try. Research shows a high rate of podcast listeners made a purchase as a result of an ad they heard on a podcast. Visit podbean.com slash brands to launch a cost-effective podcast advertising campaign in minutes. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N dot com slash brands. When we walked in, someone asked us what we were doing, and we told them we were meeting with the Democratic Party chair from Collin County, and they said, oh, you mean the Make-A-Wish Foundation? Uh, yeah, I'm just fine with the Republicans thinking we're underdogs. <laughs> you know, the, the more they want to discount it, the easier it is for us. Welcome to Yolitics, the home of cold beer and hot takes on Texas politics. Hey there, I'm Jason Whiteley. Welcome to another episode of Yolitics. Yep, I'm Jason Wheeler uh, with you here, and we are at Ron's place today in Addison. Today I'm having a cerveza por favor out of uh, Sherman. And I'm having a fire ant funeral, which it's a local beer. I don't remember where it's from. Where's this from, Taylor? Do you know? Fire Ant Funeral, Dallas, maybe. It's a it's a great beer. It's a darker beer, but it's it's a it's an amber ale. It's fantastic. But today we're talking about a general rule of political campaigns, and that is basically cities have always kind of been blue. Suburbs, roughly, have been red, mm-hmm. especially in this state. But in 2018, we really saw some cracks in that rule. Then this year, recently here, suburbs have switched, giving Democrats wins in Virginia. In places like Kentucky, in places like Louisiana, these are these are red states. And we saw in 2018 that the suburbs were largely responsible for giving Democrats control of the House of Representatives. And uh, even here in Ruby Red, Texas, uh, Democrats were able to flip a couple of seats. People ask, was that a one-off or is that a sign of something? Is that a trend? Collin County, north of Dallas, is one of the great big red walls that they've had forever. It might be the best example of this. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk to uh, the GOP about this in a moment, but we're going to start with Mike Rollins, who is the chair of the Collin County Democrats. Mike, thanks for coming to Ron's place, man. Good day. I talked to you, uh, I think it was early 2018, and we were looking ahead toward the midterms. Mm -hmm. uh, And and you were saying at that time, Mike, uh, that you saw the trend lines here in Collin County, and you were seeing that over time, you expected the county to go blue within about 10 years. Right. Now, you think it's going to happen even faster than that. Yes, absolutely. What do you think is going to happen and why? With a few ups and downs, there's been kind of a steady trend line of Democrats averaging a two per, or three percentage point gain every election cycle. In Collin County? In Collin County, yeah. Uh, what happened in 18 was we had a 10-point gain, roughly. Uh, last year, what I was telling people is, we don't know what the hell's going to happen. <laughs> Anything can happen. Uh, Trump is really a wild card. So you're saying that President Trump is essentially the most powerful recruiting tool for your party in this county since you've been here. Terrible for the country, terrible for the county, but great for the party's recruiting, yes. What happens if Collin County turns blue? If Collin County turns blue, I think there's a good chance uh, similar suburban counties like Williamson, Fort Bend, and Denton will turn blue as well. Those With, are suburbs outside Austin and Houston yeah, uh, and uh, north of Fort Worth. Yes, uh, I think if that happens, uh, Texas turns blue. And the Republicans have said themselves, Ted Cruz said it, if 
Texas turns blue, the Republicans have lost the White House for a generation. When we talked in 2018, you were saying a 10-year timeline. What are you thinking now? What we saw in 18, again, was about a 10-point jump. If we do that again in 2020, we turn blue. In 2020? Yeah. Where, where are these Democrats coming from? Are they recent transplants that have come in with Toyota and, and other uh, corporate... It's a mix. We, our data indicates that a lot of the non-voters, traditional non-voters in the county have been leaning Democratic. But like I said earlier, they haven't seen a reason to get out and vote because there weren't any Democrats to vote for. There are now. There's some demographic data from the Texas State Demographer I saw a few years ago that indicated most of the people moving into Collin County were coming in from other places in Texas rather than from out of state. But with Toyota and other major national corporations coming in, I think we're probably seeing more people come in from out of state. In a four-year period, more than 22,000 people moved into Collin County from other states, the largest share coming from California. Yeah. And yeah. just for, for context here, too, before we put our headsets on to start recording this, you mentioned that the, the Democratic Party in Collin County is doing something it's never done before. Hiring staff? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. How significant is that, Mike? I, I think of it in two different ways. Our first hire was an office manager who had been working uh, volunteering, and we, we converted her to half-time and then full-time. The other more recent hire this summer was an executive director. Uh, and the more significant thing about that is it's not just the hours that this person pers- puts in. They bring in 40 hours at least a week they can put in, focused on not routine but higher-level political stuff, strategy, planning, coordinated with clubs, coordinated with candidates, recruiting candidates, as well as the big one, fundraising. We're, we're meeting you here at Ron's place in, in Addison, and when we walked in, someone asked us what we were doing, and we told them we were meeting with the Democratic Party chair from Collin County, and they said, oh, you mean the Make-A-Wish Foundation? Uh, yeah, I'm just fine with the Republicans thinking we're underdogs. <laughs> you know, the, the more they want to discount it, the easier it is for us. Lowering expectations? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, how much of a battle do you expect Collin County to be in 2020? Well, I've been telling people for some time, I think this is going to be the most significant election of our lifetimes. In uh, Collin County? Yeah, not Collin County and nationwide. Because not only are, you know, I'll be partisan here, we have a terrible situation to correct in the White House, uh, but we're also looking at redistricting in, in 2021. And there is, you know, when you t- used to talk about redistricting people, the eyes would glaze over and like, this is too geeky for me. Uh, everybody on the Democratic side gets it now. There is a high priority on flipping the state house. Now, that will not completely fi- fix the redistricting problem, but it's a really a leg up towards getting us there. Might make it, it a little more fair. Yeah, at least at least gives us a voice in the process. I think there's been a perception for so long, and you guys keep saying it, the reddest of the red, the red wall. People assume it's a Republican county, so the Democratic-leaning people don't go out to vote. And when they do go out to vote, they don't see very many Democrats to vote for. So part of our effort the last five years has been to fill out the ballot. And yeah. last year, you did that. In 2018, you had a Not pretty full quite. ballot. Not quite. We had a pretty full ballot. Oh. And by filling out the ballot, you mean finding someone to run for every office in there, right? As much as we can. Mike, is there anything we don't know that's going on here in Collin County that you guys have seen or have done? If you look at all the activity compared to what was happening like 10 years ago, it's, it's phenomenal. From the reports I hear from the other side, 
they are more dispirited these days and having a drop-off in involvement. <laughs> so they're going up. They're going down. We're going up. It's all good. All right. Mike, will be watching to see what happens next year. Good luck to you guys, and thanks Thank for you. the time. Appreciate yeah. it. Thank you. All right, so we moved about nine miles to the east to Plano, talking to Neil Katz, who is the executive director of the Collin County Republican Party, who was uh, kind enough to wait just a couple minutes until we got here. Good to see you, Neil. Thanks for meeting us over Good here. Good seeing both of you today. Neil, you have an interesting uh, route that you took to get here, too, because you were a boy from New York New City. New York City. There's <laughs> <laughs> also exactly. pace commercials. How did you end up in Texas? Uh, after I graduated college, I went to RPI up in Troy, New York. I had three jobs in three years, mm. and I was walking down the street one day, and it snowed on April 28th, and I said, you know, I've had enough. And I got in the car the next day and drove for Dallas and got a job. And wow. you, had, you had, what, 100 bucks in your pocket? You I had said? 100 bucks in my pocket and an American Express card. No idea where I was sleeping that first night. Wow, uh, that Amex came in handy. Amex came in handy. <laughs> Amex is good, yeah. <laughs> so we talked a moment ago to your colleague on the Democratic side. He gave us mm-hmm. a lay of the land from the Democrats. Is Collin County in jeopardy of turning purple? The population is changing, firstly. You know, we're over a million people now. The latest uh, census report I saw was 16% Asian, 10% uh, African-American, 15% Hispanic. So the Caucasian population is down about 55%. So we have new demographics. Mm -hmm. You add that to the fact that, you know, this is more competition. The Democratic Party is energized and is pumped. And they work differently than the Republicans. The Democrat Party is funded from the top down. So the local party will get money from the national and state party. In Collin County, we don't. What we raise here stays here is how I like to put it. Hmm. So we have to raise our own funding. Uh, We are getting people, I think, they're energized for 2020. The whole impeachment situation is energizing people on both sides of the coin right now. You know, when we were talking to the Democrats, they were saying that, uh, you know, they were looking at the data from the 2016 election, and they were saying that they were seeing some turnout for some down-ballot races Mm -hmm. that was outpacing what they were seeing for the the presidential race on the Republican side. And their takeaway was that they felt like— a number of people in Collin County were turned off by President Trump, Republicans who were mm-hmm. voting for Republican candidates. Do you see it that way? And I has s- that changed? I saw it more in 2016 because, you know, I, I chair the ballot board, so I see the results in detail in Collin County. And 10%, 11% of the Republicans did not vote for Trump in 2016. Mm-hmm. They voted for McMullen, running a Green, a Green Party. They voted for Dak Prescott. They voted for Ezekiel Elliott, whoever they wanted to vote for. <laughs> Now I'm seeing a lot of those people, the quote-unquote never-Trump, are starting to come around because they realize what's at stake here. The other concern you have is that when people think of politics, they think of Washington automatically. They don't think local. And if you stay home and don't vote for the president or the senator because you're mad at them, you're not voting for your commissioners, your judges, constables, all the way down the line. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're trying to educate people this time around. It's a lot riding on that. It is. You, you all have had a tremendous uh, population explosion in Collin County. Yes. And uh, a lot of those people have come from other states, and the biggest state of all of them uh, is uh, Blue California. Now, that doesn't mean that some of those mm-hmm. aren't Republicans coming, because mm-hmm. there are some Republican strongholds there. But how much of a concern is that for your party, for the other party? How hard is it to get those people and get them involved here? It is a concern. Uh, what we found that about half the people coming from California are conservative, indeed. Half mm. the people are liberal. They want to come here. But, you know, you ask them, why did they move here? They moved here for lower taxes, all mm. right? They're thrilled the air is cleaner. They're thrilled they're getting twice as much house for the money. 
And then a lot of them say, if we could only elect Democrats, things would be great. Well, if you elect Democrats, your taxes go up. You'd be in the same boat you were in California. So that's why we're trying to push it. And it's, it's a matter of education for both parties. What, what happens if Collin County turns blue or purple? It'll hurt us nationally. You know, Texas right now is like the bellwether state. It's a major state. If Texas goes, the nation goes. But if you look at the presidential vote over the last 20 years, four of the top or three of the top 11 counties in the nation for net votes for Republicans, Denton, Collin, Tarrant. So if you get those three counties, you start flipping Texas. You flip Texas, you flip it nationally. It is the red wall. It's the red wall. Not only here exactly. in Texas, but mm-hmm. nationwide. Yes. When you, when you connect the dots like that. How big of a concern is that for you here in Collin to not allow that wall to crumble? Well, being in the trenches as I am, uh, there was one factor in 2018 which came out of nowhere, and it's spelled B-E-T-O, Beto, okay? Beto saturated everywhere with signs. Beto ran a campaign, straight-ticket voting, pulled a lot of people through. I talked to, uh, you know, Cruz's campaign manager, why don't we have signs? He says, well, signs are name identification. Signs are not as necessary. But, you know, for John Q. Citizen, if you drive down the street and see 40 Beto signs and one Cruz sign, what are you going to think? You stay home and it hurts the down-ballot races. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of the down-ballot drop-off was because of the Beto phenomenon. We don't have a Beto phenomenon now, and I don't see any of the Democrat candidates, be it Warren, be it Bernie, be it whoever, having that kind of effect that Beto had here. Mm-hmm. Well, then let's back it up. How competitive do you think Collin County is going to be in 2020? I think it is going to be competitive. I think that both uh, organizations, Democrat and Republican, have to work hard. No mm-hmm. question about it. And we are. In fact, people have said that the Democrats, the Republicans in Collin County, the only county in the state that was walking actively already. Hmm. We're both out there. Already? Because we both realize what's at stake. Yes. We've had block Isn't that walks. early? It's early. Well, what you do is you're identifying voters in these block walks. You're saying, who is the Republican? Who is the Independent? Et cetera. So when you do your get-out-the-vote walk, you know which houses to go to. Has that happened in years past where it started this early? Really, in the years past, no. If you go back about four years, activity started maybe July of election year. Maybe August. And here we are, what, nine months out from Nine July. months out. Well, to give you an example, we started our victory campaign in July 18. We've already had a preliminary victory meeting wow. this year. I don't want to get mudslinging both right. ways here, no, but uh, Mike Rollins over at the Democratic <laughs> Party was telling us just how energized the Democrats are in Collin County. And he says, you know, and we really think from what we see that Republicans in Collin County are dispirited. Do you see that from where you sit at all? Judging from the amount of people who pour into my office who I've never met before and say they want to get involved, I would say no. And Mike is right in one respect. They're energized. You know, I know Mike. I've known Mike for years. And both of us have energized electorates right now. You know, our turnout was 66% in the last presidential election. I think it'll be higher. Mm. No question about that. You think that the vote's going to be higher? I than think that the vote will be higher, tremendously. Yeah. Well, what's going to drive that? Is it the president or is it something else? The president will drive it and just people getting involved. You know, we have nine district judges up, for example. Uh, Senator Corn, and that'll be a vote depending on who the Democrat candidate is, of course. I think it'll be a tremendous drive, but you know, getting out the vote is so important. I want to know this, if, if, if this thing is real that we've been hearing about, and that is uh, Democrats have been saying that they, they're, they're targeting Texas. They want to turn it purple. They want to turn it blue. Uh, but we've heard from so many Republicans, including Ted Cruz, who said, hey, this is a real thing. This could happen. Is that something that they're doing, Republicans, just to get 
people energized, get the base energized, get those uh, you know donations coming into the campaign, or do they really think that that could be a threat? You know, I, I can't speak for Ted Cruz. I'll speak for myself. Can it happen? Of course, it could happen if we don't do our job. If we're complacent. If we sit there and say, well, we could just phone it in as we have for the past 20, 30 years, it's going to happen. Hmm. Keep in mind that Collin County was Democrat in 1960. All right. Is, is that the last time? Um, well, actually, 88 is when we finally captured all the offices. All right. But it took 20 years to get there, so it takes time to lose it. You can't take anything for granted anymore. No. You can't. Well. All right, Neil Katz, good luck to you next year. I know we'll be watching this. So I we appreciate it. Thanks for the time. My pleasure. Here are my two biggest takeaways. Democrats in Collin County, which, you know, general wisdom held for years was a very rare breed. Mm-hmm. They are hiring staff. They hire. They have a lot of momentum and a lot of um, interest in their party. Republicans, they are block walking now, not taking anything for granted, but they are out nine months or so before they normally are out. Yeah. This is shaping up to really be a competition in the suburbs. It's a pitched battle, and it is already starting for 2020. It's like we don't have any downtime anymore between elections. And uh, as you said, the Democrats uh, have a lot of hope. They've got some wind in their sails here. They think they can actually turn Collin County and other counties in Texas that traditionally have been red on election night. Republicans, though, know that they think that, and they know what's at stake in this election as well. And they're not sitting around waiting to see and thinking, well, you know, we'll win it. We'll be fine. We're, we're going to just take it for granted. Both sides know a fight is shaping up, and it's going to be fascinating to watch. And as I think both of our guests said, Essentially, so goes Collin County, so goes the nation. Right. It's going to be, uh, you know, we've heard of battleground states. These are going to be battleground counties. And we will be watching. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, Remember to leave us a review wherever you get your podcast. We'd appreciate that. We'd appreciate the rating. And uh, if you have a topic or something you want to let us know about, please let us know, too. Let us know that on social media. And also, uh, make sure that your friends and family members download the podcast. Let's get them educated here and have some fun while we're doing it. And if you have a beer we should try, please let us know. We're, yes. we're trying to get Jason into maybe a darker beer next time as opposed to the light ones he's been I'm he, a lightweight. He has been having. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Yellow Ticks this time. We appreciate it. We'll see you next week.